is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, and welcome to the Toddcast, spooky edition, featuring everyone's favorite jack-o'-lantern, Eric. How you doing, Eric? Well, you know, when I was a garbage pail kid, I was, there was a couple iterations of Eric, and he, one was Eerie Eric. So oh. I believe that would be proper for, for such a, a day as, is it All Hallows' Eve, or is that the eve before Halloween? No, that's what, I, I believe that is Halloween. Yeah, um, which, which is kind of weird. <laughs> right? Kind of. Kind of, that the eve became the holiday? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah, a, little, a little weird. I don't know if that's ever happened to any other holiday that I'm aware of, but big fan of Halloween, big fan of the season. Uh, yes. Some of you might have, might know that I was actually wishing for my firstborn to be born on Halloween. Instead, he held off until November 1st just to make the grandmother happy. Todd, what, what's uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods for Halloween? Pretty close to nothing. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. As <laughs> I'm just going to come to what do you normally do? Right. I'm I'm just gonna come right out the gate as a wet blanket. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm dressing up for as Halloween is is a wet blanket. No, it, it, this year obviously is a little weird due to the pandemic. I believe like at this point the neighborhood has not announced that there is not going to be trick or treating, but I still think it's probably a terrible idea. Pro pro con list. Pro everyone's going to be wearing a mask. Con everybody's going to be going door to door handling things, which seems like maybe not the best plan. Like it sucks for the kids because it's not their fault, but it's still not a great, great situation. <laughs> Under normal circumstances in previous years and what I hope will be in future years once we've cleared this this hurdle. You know, we normally, you know, leave the porch light on and distribute candy. Depending on the mood, sometimes Abby and I will dress up to do that. I'm an old person, so I'm beyond the stage where I get to dress up and go to fun parties. Although those were good days back when they existed. Yeah, you you were a Wolverine, the, mm. not the actual like animal, but more so the X-Men in recent years. Yeah. Was that a Halloween yeah. fest? Yeah, normally for work they will do a they will do a Halloween costume contest thing. Get get some tasty Amazon gift cards and miscellaneous other perks, uh, which I do normally participate in that. Like one of the reasons I like Halloween, other than the obvious, you know, hail Satan reasons um of course of course <laughs> that that sound you hear is my mother having a heart attack as she listens to this episode <laughs> dear listeners and I, I hope that by now she realizes that i'm just kidding and it's all tongue-in-cheek but uh no one of the reasons i like halloween is it is an opportunity to to dress up and i realize that as a person whose whose life intersects with the you know subcultures of comic books and role-playing games and so forth that there is this thing called cosplay where grown-ass adults can just dress up for whatever reason to be whatever it is they want to do for some reason i am just not that guy like that's just not my jam but halloween gives you a solid traditional excuse to to dress up and i you know i i enjoy that i think i i think i did pretty good in the standings the year i was wolverine uh, I, I think say, I did... you did a pretty darn good job being Wolverine. I, I mean, you even yeah. shaved like the mustache and beard. Well, well, and I and I think that I think that's a thing that often gives me a certain amount of edge <laughs> with amongst well amongst the office the office crew the the dress up and the you know the costume might be a little mediocre, 
but the fact that you know I show up and I'm willing to you know shave the mustache or beard or, or do you know to commit to that level, I think people give some props to and gives me some bonus points, which I've I've leveraged to to great advantage. Yeah, with the uh, the Wolverine piece, you know, shaved down to just you know the mutton chop situation, you know, greased up hair, gloves, and knitting needles that I put through them for the spike effect. Oh, of uh, you know, and then just put on, you know, the, the, the white T-shirt. I had my dog tags from back in the Navy days. It it worked out well. It, it, we, we've got pictures we can we can throw up on the website and, and share with the folks. Oh, um, yeah, that was my that was probably my best Halloween office costume. My saddest, weakest one. And I think there's a picture of this somewhere, too. I went as a whiteboard because I'm oh. known around the office as the guy who, you know, whenever I'm explaining something, I have to have a whiteboard to, to draw mm-hmm. the things out. And I had a I don't know. 12 by 18 inch piece of that, you know, whiteboard vinyl that you can just slap on any surface to, to make it into sure. a whiteboard that I just put on the front of my shirt <laughs> and walked around like, like it, it was, it was, you know, no effort whatsoever. I did not win anything that, you know, uh, but that, that's sort of the spectrum for me. Yeah, no, the uh, dressing up aspect is pretty, pretty fun on Halloween. I think the last time we probably dressed up and this year might be a little different because I think there are some some rumblings but the last time we dressed up was uh down for of course disney they have halloween parties in which like you're allowed to dress up and it's kind of proper you you do this after hours event where everybody dresses up and uh the recent time we kind of do it as a theme you know the recent time we were all kind of like miscellaneous uh disney i wouldn't say merchandise but like common disney items for hardcore disney fans for instance you know my son was a annual pass card like credit card like we just got a shirt i was a press i was a pressed penny you know like just things nice. like that laney was like a disney mug which we've talked about before so yes. and the year before that it was or the time before that was real fun because we were all star wars characters and i got to be han solo in which oh, uh, I remember your wife that. uh made some fantastic pants uh, pretty much yep. and the shirt yeah she did it all really yeah, yeah. I, actually we'll give credit all to abby besides me saying hey can, can you make me han solo and she's like sure come on up and then we spent the uh saturday or sunday at the house uh and she was sewing stuff up and it was fantastic so that was uh one of my more favorite dress up routines or costumes so to speak of course anybody that knows us we we kind of suppressed in the way that we did not or at least i did not get to dress up and i believe we touched on this ah, maybe in a satanic panic episode maybe in a pumpkin spice episode in an episode somewhere where yeah. we did not celebrate halloween in the traditional sense of dress up door-to-door knock so forth and it wasn't until oh geez recently so my son was born 2006 so he probably would have went trick-or-treating maybe seven or eight that was probably my first experience truly understanding what trick-or-treating was yeah. And, and for me, it was, I mean, it's fun, but, you know, as a kid, I was like, yeah, man, trick-or-treating would be the best, blah, blah, blah. And I guess I did do it as a teenager with, you know, not dressing up, but just go to door-to-door with a pillowcase, you know. So I do understand the candy aspect and already understood that, but the whole dressing up and door-to-door knocking and so forth, it's fun, yeah. but it's it's not, it, you know, I don't think it is as great as I anticipated, <laughs> you know, as a kid. <laughs> You mean, you mean as a grown adult, you did not enjoy trick or treats as much as you, you would have as a child. That's, that's, that's crazy. I know. Isn't it nuts? <laughs> it's crazy either way. So even so I personally enjoy the spirit and the other festivities that go along with Halloween more so than just the October 31st festivities. So we'll take a break real quick. We come back, we can talk about some other cool things that makes Halloween so special. 
All right, and we are back. Todd, one thing I love about Halloween, we actually transitioned to this year, or last year, was instead of going trick-or-treating, we just watched uh, Halloween-based movies. And, like, we made, like, Halloween cookies and stuff like that. So we just kind of turned it into a stay-at-home thing because uh, <laughs> it was becoming overrated for us to go, you know, dress up, go around the block, get candy that my wife wouldn't let us pretty much eat anyway. We just kind of threw the candy away and then bought our own candy from Sam's Club as opposed to inspecting everything. So uh, we started watching Halloween movies and we've already started. We've watched several Halloween movies this year. Uh, Do you do you partake in any Halloween movies or not that immediately springs to mind? And that sound you hear, listeners, is probably Abby talking to her phone, making corrections just because I'm spacing out and not thinking of it. But I'm, yeah, I'm blanking out. I'm not, I'm right, not really well, thinking. Like, what, what I guess, what okay. constitutes a Halloween movie? Like, are we talking, like, horror films? Or, uh, you or know, what, what do you have? Give me some definitions go, here. Well, we don't go in the Halloween horror movies yet. My children are not yet of the age that we would watch a Halloween well, that's what with I, Mike Myers and so forth. That's but, what I figured. Yeah. I mean, the that, go- that would be weird. The favorite. All right. So there's a couple favorites. And you tell me if you've seen or if you would like to interject. Number one, the favorite is Hocus Pocus. Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Have not. All right. Hocus Pocus is by far the pinnacle of Halloween movies. Now it's a 1990s Disney movie. So take it what it yep. is. You know, it yeah. is exactly what that sounds Which, like. It's, it is well, a Mighty Ducks-esque type movie, but focused on Halloween. And that has been a perennial favorite. And you can imagine why it is that I've not seen that. It, it, it came out in the 90s where I would have been, in the best of cases, a, you know, a teen who would not be into that kind of thing. Also, it's, you know, Halloween based, which was, you know, verboten around the house. And I've just never filled that gap. Yeah, I will tell you, it is one of those things where I don't know if you'll get the nostalgic, you know, effects of it. But right. it is uh, it is probably the top. Now, the other one that goes two ways, it's very crazy, is A Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. See, I expected that to be one of your answers. Is that, but is that a Halloween movie or is that a Christmas movie? Or is it it's both? Because bo- it, I have seen it. It's just been it a long time. It is officially both. It is officially okay. both. You could actually pull it off both, which is the genius of Nightmare Before Christmas. And I will segue slightly. When I was a manager at Teletech, the call center, they would right. have decorate your pod contest, so to speak. Right. And, and your pod would be a series of about 20 desks put together in a – basically it would make a hole in the middle where the supervisor's desk was, and around it would just be cubicles on the inside and outside. And then right. each, there was probably, geez, 20 of them in the building, maybe more. Uh, so we were – everybody decorated for Christmas time, and I had a bunch of – my team, and obviously I was the leader of the pact of just being different and odd. So – they said decorate for Christmas, and of course we did Nightmare Before Christmas, which actually was Halloween, you know, Christmas <laughs> destroyed by Halloween, to the point where, of course, one of the older ladies in another pod was very upset and uh, said that we needed to take down the giant skeleton, you know, like which was Jack Skellington <laughs> picture. We had a really tremendous right. artist, and she was, you know, she was able to draw all these like life-size cardboard cutouts that we did. And nice. uh, yeah, we got complaints. And I remember being very upset. I'm like, how can you dictate? It was like my freedoms were taken away because they didn't want to see a, <laughs> a they didn't want to see a skeleton. So, yeah, that is a, an official Halloween slash Christmas movie. Nice. I have seen so, it. It's been a while, but it, yeah. that's a good one. I can get behind yeah. that. The other ones that we just started, uh, we just started because Lainey asked me the other day. She said she wanted to watch. She wanted to. Oh, she's been wanting to watch Beetlejuice forever. 
And I do not think Beetlejuice is a Halloween movie, but boy, why not? Like, have you seen eh. Beetlejuice? It, it when it originally released to VHS, I think yes. So yeah. it's been a hot minute, but I can see how that could. I mean, it's it's spooky, it's scary. I don't know if there's any direct references to you know that there specific is, yeah. date, but I could see that as a Halloween flick. Yeah, that, so that makes sense to me. We count that, and she we find she finally got to live out her dream a couple days ago. And we watched Beetlejuice, in which she jumped like crazy because there's a lot of jump scenes, just like crazy oh, stuff yeah. going on there. So, oh, yeah. so we count that. And then I was excited because we watched Ghostbusters, which is a classic. And yeah. I mean, you. So these are all, you know, Ghostbusters isn't a Halloween movie, but it's about ghosts. It's, and it's spooky. And, it's scary. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I can dig that. That, that. So that makes good sense to me. That's kind of the vein that I'm looking at when it comes to Halloween movies. I'm not saying it has to be themed around Halloween. Gotcha. I'm thinking it has to have that vibe, you know. So right. if you think about it, right. like out of the Hocus Pocus is definitely a Halloween movie all through and through. It has the vibe. It is on Halloween. Everything about it. You know, it almost feels weird if you watch Hocus Pocus any other time of the year. It's almost like the Christmas right. movies. Like you don't watch. I mean, you really don't watch Christmas movies unless it's December, maybe November, you know. And right. that's how I feel about hocus pocus that makes sense all right besides the movies todd what other activities or events in in the halloween time do you enjoy i like the decorations again being a man of a certain age who enjoys him some rock and roll and dungeons and dragons and so forth there's definitely an appeal to yeah putting up skeletons and skulls and and you know little devils and all sorts of things all over the house that appeals to me we don't have a whole lot going on nowadays, and that's largely because we kind of don't have to, because we live in we live in a in, in a condo, you know, in, in our our little condo plex. Various people along the street decorate to to different levels. We'll put like an orange light bulb on the front porch. Ooh, spooky, scary. My uh, you know, the, the amount the of house, effort. <laughs> I tell you, it's 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 uncanny. The house that's three houses down from us. I'm pretty sure that dude lives for halloween because the amount of skeletons and spiders and pumpkins and it's nearly indescribable the level of <laughs> all in that they go for it and it's kind of a well we we kind of decorate by proxy <laughs> it's it's impressive like he he has like you know full-size skeletons set up Ooh. he's got one that kind of pops out the top window and is holding the hands of another one that's draped across the roof, like he's dragging him in to the oh. house. He's got you know, not just human skeletons, but like there's a skeleton of a dog sitting there with a, a, a human skeleton petting it. There's like right. rats. There's there's bats. Like it's it's. Where, where are these I, skeletons I, coming from, Todd? <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, there's some sort of pet cemetery situation in okay. in his backyard. I I I don't know, but I'll have to try and get a picture and send it to you because I, I don't feel like I'm doing it justice. I enjoy the decor. It's like a heavy metal fantasy land when when Halloween girls are yeah. With all you're the, right. The nifty skulls and the, the whatnot. You know, and there and there's not there's a um, a general feeling, and you know, you you get your spirits of Halloween that pick that show up in every right. single uh, abandoned <laughs> shop over the years. Right. So you and you find them in some weird locations. So that's mm-hmm. very fun. And then just the general sense, if you go into one of those, like I like the feeling of uh, or like the sounds the it's you know you can't really say there's halloween music although there is you know that like there is officially halloween music it's you know 
it's not necessarily always monster match and stuff like that but there is a, a certain <laughs> tone of music that also if you can get it if, if certain stores play it in the background you know while you're right. walking through and you're like yeah this is i like the tone uh one thing that i think is you know we all hate uh, typically we all hate is the the fact that we lose so much daylight but also right. it kind of bleeds into the speak spooky eerie side so like it would be weird if you were I mean, we have trick-or-treated in the daylight and so forth. That's when it starts. But, boy, it, yeah. it's supposed to kind of be like dusk. Right. And and that's yeah. just – so at least this, the season change, you know, kind of gives to the atmosphere. That's really what – that's really probably the key word for me is I like the atmosphere of Halloween and, and yeah. many aspects. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, I like the ideas of monsters and aliens and, and ghosts and all that stuff. Uh, you know, scary stories and all that is always fun in my books. So I would probably rank Halloween as my number two favorite holiday. Number one being Christmas. I'm a, I'm a Christmas sucker. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. like the, mo- you know, the moment Halloween's done, the Christmas radio can pop on. Like I will go as far as I start listening to Christmas music November 1st. If I need to, I won't jump Halloween. I will definitely jump Thanksgiving. That's, that's your choice. <laughs> so obviously Todd has some strong feelings about that. We'll probably have to talk about that in another episode. Um, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's the, maybe it's a pointless debate. When are you allowed to start, you know, Christmas music <laughs> before Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, I could definitely see that in an, in a envelope at some time in the future. That would make a certain kind of sense. Yeah. Do you have any Halloween traditions? I mean, do you or have you in the past? I mean, is it a day where you play D&D or do you go to a cemetery with an Ouija board? Like, are there any any great Halloween traditions for you? Not really. Uh, again, our our upbringing sort of uh, undercut any sort of true traditions from from the young days. Uh, as far as modern traditions, you know, for the family that we've created for ourselves, not really. Like the the dressing up and the trick or treating. I mean, the girls are the girls are older now, so the trick or treating isn't is more of a us distributing candy than them going around harvesting it situation. The dressing up is still is still good stuff. I would say you know it tradition wise, you know Abby does a real good job of making costumes. Like she she made you Han Solo the one year. You know she she's made several costumes for the the young ladies over the years that have been pretty fantastic. I have a question for you. Okay. So we have always lived out in the country in which there were no trick-or-treaters. We now right. live in an area where there possibly will be trick-or-treaters. Okay. What, as someone who hands out candy, what should I expect? What do I need to do to prep? Give me the insight on what all goes into this trick-or-treating as of handing out candy. So here's here's what you do. Rule one is try and estimate how much candy you think you're likely to need, you know, based on where you live and how many little folks are around and so on and so forth. And then buy triple that amount. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so that's the because, case. Huh? <laughs> well, because, well, you, you can't go wrong because if you just buy the, you know, what you think is enough and you run out, that sucks. Cause then you got to shut down shop early and, you know, if any of the local kids know you, they're like, oh, the Hersey's, they suck. They ran out of candy. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you overbuy, oh, no, you have extra candy in the house. Like, it's not great for your, you know, your current diet plan, but it's not like that candy is going to necessarily go to waste. So you're better off just to just to overbuy is, is my my chief piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Now, the second the second bit kind of depends on how you want it to go. 
and what your commitment level is. Because I will tell you, you go around <laughs> trick-or-treating and, you know, somebody somebody hands you a fun-sized Snickers. That's great. That's good. That's, that's you know, what it's all about. The, the rush that kids get when you're handing out full-size candy bars. I know, I know. Is serious. That's... Now, now the problem there is, is if you, you know, A, that's, that's considerable buy-in, you know, to, to make that happen. And the other thing is that I think maybe sometimes people don't take into account is once you do that, yeah. you, you've, you've set the bar. I mean, if you want to make all your neighbors look bad, get yourself a whole bunch of full-size candy bars and you will be the hero. The downside is next year, you know, those little, those little kids are going to be like, hey, that house has has the good stuff. And if you don't produce, that's where eggings and toilet paperings take place. So, like I said, it's it's a commitment. You, you need to be willing to be in for the long haul on that one. But it could be worth it if that's a route you want to take. Yeah, I'm debating on that, you know, because I'm not sure. We've never trick or treated in this area before. I'm going to have to go around and and ask some of the neighbors what kind of what they do. I think it'll just be proper to keep up with if they're all handing out full size candy bars. I don't have much of a choice now, do I? You know, because that. Well, unless you unless you want to be the lame house. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if they're just giving out normal, then I say, well, that's that's a win win for me Mm because then I don't have to like I. it's okay that I'm not like the coolest person in the world to these right. seven, eight year olds. Like it's fine. I'm okay. Yeah. Now in the future when they're buying things, you know, and they need websites or whatever, then dang, I'll, I'll be like 18 years ago. I should have gave you a full size candy bar, you know, yep. but we probably won't have that happen. And I'll, I'll take my risk and chance with that <laughs> now for now for the handing out is it's, it's as simple as just flipping the switch up and that's all you have to do. Turn the light on and you're ready to go. Yeah. If it's Halloween and your porch light is on, that is that might as well be a neon sign that says come here for candy. So if you if you're not going to hand stuff out or if you run out, step one is turn out that porch light because you don't want kids coming up to your door and you've got to, you know, you're, you're not handing yeah. out candy or handing out disappointment. And there's yeah, no right. fun there. As far as that goes, you know, there depending on the weather and your personal preferences, you know, you can flip on the porch light. If you're dressed up and the weather's nice, you can hang out on the front porch. I think that's, and they yeah. come up and you, and you hand it to them. If it's gross, then yeah, you just kind of hang out in the vestibule or the the entry area, and when they knock or ring the bell, you open the door and give them candy. So there's, which brings you to your next key choice in distribution, which is, are you handing out the candy yourself, like taking it from the bowl in your hand and placing it into their bags? Or are you going to be the family that just has the giant bowl that you offer to them and let them, you know, dig through? Well, I think this year it is almost proper. You have to hand it, right? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, mean, again, I'm talking in sort of general non-COVID terms. This Uh, year, yeah. I mean, I've heard people who are like, yeah, I'm going to mark off six feet away from my door. And basically play, awesome. you know, basketball, yeah. and, basketball and, and, yeah. you know, hold your bag open and, and try and, you know, That'll get be two points a piece. I might do that. Um, I might do that as well. You know, I might just dress up as a basketball player, put a little mini hoop and say, put your bag under there and I'll just practice jump shots all day. See, <laughs> to me, I think that's clever. Now, obviously, you know, you want to make sure you're, you're paying, you're handing out candy that won't get damaged upon impact. No, eggs, which <laughs> Cadbury eggs, <laughs> obviously. There you go. There you go. Which brings me to another, another key point tip to you as the distributor don't hand out apples don't hand out muffins i mean i love a wendy's frosty as much as the next guy oh, but but that. getting that coupon just doesn't have the same feeling as getting you know a bar yeah. of candy so don't no, don't be I that mean, guy 
in whatever you do, years, don't yeah. don't pass out chick tracts because don't think that hasn't happened to me as a youngster. Um, what are you passing out? Are you familiar with chick tracts? The the, the yeah. little 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 comic book religious pamphlets. Jack Chick oh. is the guy who 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 popularized these. No, oh, Eric, no, we, I gotta. I gotta find some chick tracks and send them your way. They they are as an adult you can look at them and laugh because they're just so ridiculous. As a youngster, it's it's like they're like little miniature like comic books that are all about how you are going to hell and you're damned forever and the only way that you can be saved is through the blood of Christ. It's it it's, oh good. It's simultaneous. Talk to mom. She can she can fill okay. you in on chick tracts. But you know, kids are coming for candy. Is the point? They're not coming for literature. So <laughs> you know, they're coming for good candy. I mean, here's right, the deal. Right. I've been trick or treating for the last ten years, maybe twelve, thirteen years with with the family. Right. There, you know, there are things you can do and you can't do. Like you will not go wrong if you go to Sam's Club and you buy your Twix. Three Musketeers, Milky Way assortment, right? You won't Correct. go wrong. Like that is that no. is honestly that is proper. I am okay with select bags of chips, as it like as like every couple houses you can get a bag of chips. You know, like I'm fine. I've seen that. If you get like the the Doritos yeah. in this in the spooky mm-hmm. bags. No, I've I've yeah, seen that. I'm that fine that with could that. work. Yeah, I'm fine with that. The best, of course, is when you get a full candy bar. And if you're right. going to do that, probably stick with like a Hershey's or yeah. like. You know that kind of realm because you don't know who might have a peanut allergy, of course. or like for me again, personally, like yeah. I can't I can't do coconut. So anyone who's handing out mounds or almond joy, I'm like, well, yeah. the, that's that's not so much candy to eat as candy to trade with the siblings of or course. other people. Because I mean, I don't know if yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if your kids did that, but I remember back when we did trick or treat. Yes. You know, you'd come home with your haul, and of course, step one is mom has to sort through it all and make sure no one has any razor blades and needles in there. Fair enough. Step step two is the great candy swap, where anything that mm-hmm. you're not into but your your sister is, you 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 broker those deals, and then you you finally have your your end haul. That's it. That's that's exactly how it goes. So I mean, we'll probably go with that route, you know. And I don't think I'll have a bucket because I've seen the bucket on the porch, and I've seen you know all you need is one teenager that just does not give a damn about life to oh, take yeah. it all. So oh, yeah. I don't believe that's the case. Like if I'm going to hand out trick or treat candy, which who knows, because we have trick or treaters. So like, does that mean one parent stays back at the house and the other one takes them? Or how does that work? Normally, I don't know. normally that's how that goes. There, there's yeah. the at home representative handing it out. And then there's the, the other parent, you know, yeah. working around the youngins. And depending on your circuit, sometimes you can switch off. We also have Hunter who now probably would be fine if, but firstly, he's living out his dream, just to let you know. He's been asking to be a banana for a long time. <laughs> and we were all we were all going to go with a spooky route. Like Lainey is a uh, like a corpse bride type thing. She's gonna be like uh, you know, a, like a zombie bride or whatever. Right, and Miles right. Miles was gonna be like a butler from the haunted mansion. And Lauren nice. <laughs> ordered a costume and it was an Abe Lincoln costume. <laughs> so <laughs> so but it was too big, so we gotta send it back. But it was it was he was really close to being Abe Lincoln, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, so, legit. you know, there's all types of stuff in the works. And, you know, today is going to be a wonderful Halloween and we'll get all the costuming and, and get all the, the candy and we'll figure it all out. And at that point in time and last minute, I'm sure the community will say, yes, trick or treating is allowed or no, it's not. And right. uh, we will do our healthy, you be safe as possible and make sure that everyone is good or, or we'll just watch our Halloween movies. Uh, Hocus Pocus is on the schedule for tonight. 
uh, nice. as as necessary. Oh, and um, although we ran out of time today, Todd, I would love to talk about David S. Pumpkins at some point in time with you. Absolutely. I don't know that that needs to be limited to just Halloween because really, aren't we all David S. Pumpkins oh, all the time? Yeah, that was a, if David S. Pumpkins is not the greatest thing to come out of Halloween over the last ten years, I don't know what is. But Todd, uh, I uh, that I think. You know that sums up the Halloween episode for us today. It's good. Yep. Time to time to costume up and candy out. So that's good it. deal. Thank you, Eric. Good trip down memory lane there. Good Halloween logistics. Something I don't know. I, I don't know. We've where helped a lot of people along the way. That's right. So thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners. Until next time. I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about. You can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. Took us a little bit to warm up there, Todd. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, you don't watch you don't watch fucking Halloween movies? God damn it. Like I set you up no. for stuff. And I'm like, oh, did, well, he doesn't do shit for Halloween. Let's do a Halloween episode in which Todd doesn't do anything for fucking Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. So let's let the guy that never got to trick or treat or do anything for Halloween just gear this thing along. And luckily, <laughs> luckily, we started hitting our stride. Uh, hey, you got any traditions? Nope. You watch movies? Uh-uh. You ever dress up? One time. <laughs> Towards the end, I'm like, well, fuck, man. We're out of time. <laughs> You're welcome. I do apparently need to make a correction. <laughs> what do we got? What's the correction? As everyone should know, clearly we record these well in advance of them being dropped. So whenever this segment drops, it's probably far after the episode dropped. But as of the time we're recording this, we just dropped the pumpkin spice episode. Uh And the executive producer was listening to that. She was out running errands. And the error, and that's in air quotes if you can't hear them, was so egregious. I received a text (laughs) from afar to address the situation. And uh, let me let me pull that up so I don't misquote here. It was four sugars in your coffee? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Ha 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 ha. Which I said, yeah, that is correct. And she says, that's an understatement. I'm like, I mean, the quantity Uh, of said spoonfuls is four. Yeah, apparently at some point I made mention of my sweet tooth and that, you know, I put four sugars in my coffee. And both she and uh, the youngest daughter had a good laugh at that. So apparently clarification needs made because uh, I'm underselling the sweet tooth. So, yeah, the coffee cup I drink out of every day is a tall one. I'm going to say somewhere between 12 and 16 ounces worth of coffee, to which I put in a spoon of Coffee Mate or other non-dairy creamer and four spoons of sugar. Like I said, they are tablespoons. They are heaping tablespoons, which is a lot of sugar. Yeah. Now, the the reason they say that that's still underselling it is... If we go to a place back when you used to be able to go to a place to have coffee, you know, you go to a, you go out for brunch or whatever, you know, and I get coffee and it's served you in a normal size, you know, coffee cup. And, you know, you sugar that up via 
the vehicle of sugar packets. The number of sugar packets that I open and put into a coffee normally falls somewhere between the like eight and 12 range. But that's good. I mean, sugar packets, I think, are based on a teaspoon. And I believe there's three teaspoons to a tablespoon. So that math checks out. But in their brains, you know, if I say how many sugars I'm putting in a coffee, they're thinking that number is is probably double digits. So when I say four, they find that to be laughable. But okay, yeah. Moral of the story here is you use a lot of sugar. I've often held that I don't so much drink coffee as a a coffee flavored sugar substance. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started drinking coffee in college, because prior to prior to prior to college, I never drank coffee. I'm like, eh, coffee, that's gross. Because it's like, it's, it's dark and bitter and hot and weird. And like, I'm all about, It you is know, for grown-ups. Soda. And it, it right. <laughs> and uh, my friend, Reverend Jim, had a coffee maker in his, in his dorm room. And he's making up coffee. He's like, you want some coffee? And I'm like, dude, coffee, I, I can't, no. I'm like, you've seen me with the Mountain Dew. He's like, just put sugar in it. I'm like, yeah, but can you really put enough sugar in it to make it where he's like, go to town, dude. And so, you know, I made a cup and put, you know, put sugar in it, took a sip. Nope. Put in more sugar. Nope. Until it finally hit that level of drinkability for me. And he dubbed me the original altered coffee man because there was just so much extra junk in mine compared to coffee. Like Abby will drink hers black. I don't know. What, yeah. How do you take yours? Oh, black. Straight black. Yeah. Now, I can't, I just can't always do it. the case. I actually started probably in the most unique way, more like you, actually. So I was working at Wendy's and I might have been, what, 16, 17. Right. And the thing at Wendy's is they have these lovely, lovely frosty machines. And there was Ooh. nothing better than you. Yeah, you feel a little bit. I'd say maybe a quarter of a cup with frosty. And at the time it was chocolate frosty. I do right. believe we did start going to vanilla frosty as well. Both are equally fine. Right. Uh, then you would put frosty, coffee, and then you would put several sugars in. And yes, they were fantastic. And See, that I is how I started. That. Yeah, no, you would love it. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, and it had a little bit of a frothiness to it. Uh, it was fantastic. The problem I always had is, boy, those, you know, using packets suck. Like it just, it's oh, just yeah. a pain in the butt, you know, to get what you want. And that goes for pretty much anything. Ketchup packets, uh, salt, salt, pepper, uh, sugar, Splenda. Those packages suck. They need to come up with a better way. And some did. You know, the ketchup, the like, you know, the whole dipping ketchup packet is way oh, yeah. better oh, than yeah. your standard old school, like, here's just enough ketchup to make it all over your hands and a little bit on your, you know, oh, on yeah. your sandwich or whatever the heck you're doing. So, well, I like it when, again, once we, when we were able to go into the restaurants and eat. When I was in the Navy, there was a, there was a uh, McDonald's on base. And Kenny and I used to go there every day for lunch. Like to the point to where the the folks who work there, like we'd walk up to the counter and they'd be like, ah, double quarter pounder, uh, no pickles, um, double quarter pounder, no cheese for, for mm-hmm. me and for him respectively, uh, which is not a good situation to be in. If you walk into a McDonald's and everyone says norm, you know, substitute yeah. norm for your name, cheer style, yeah. that, that's probably not a good life situation, but that's not the, that's not the story I'm telling right now. The point is, Kenny loved him some ketchup. Like, to the point to where he would, like, not so much put ketchup on the burger, but would get a giant puddle of ketchup and dip his burger into it before everybody. Oh. So, you know, his trick was, you know, the, the quarter pounders come in those those little boxes. So he'd, he'd pop that bad boy open, and they had one of the ketchup pumps. He would just fill one side 
of the, that box with ketchup. Oh, it was a little little, little, yeah. little ketchup kiddie pool. And that's way, like, yeah, because when we would go places where they were packets, he'd just, like, just literally give me a handful. And he would spend, like, five minutes tearing them out, you know, squeezing, preparing for all that. It's too but much no, the, ketchup, the, man. The frosty coffee situation, that's intriguing. I, 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 I like that. Oh, it's up your alley, buddy. You'd you'd be all all for it. That I'd, I'd venture to say you should give it a try. Well, it reminds me of uh, the the concoction we we put together in the galley at boot camp. We called them Ricky Rockets because in boot camp in the Navy you're a you're a seaman recruit, which gets shortened to recruit, which everyone shortens to Ricky. So the Ricky okay. Rocket was you take a. Uh, I don't know. It, it, one of the one of the tall plastic tumblers like you get at at restaurants. I don't know. I'm gonna say like a 16 ounce cup. Let's say. Okay. You fill it about halfway with coffee, about a third of the way with chocolate milk, and then they had the sugar. You know the the glass jars with the metal lid with a little hole in the top for sugar. Yeah. 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 You see yeah. In diners, they had those, and then you just like top the rest of it off with with sugar because in boot camp you you get no sleep. Like they wake you up before the sun comes up. They you go to bed long after it's gone down, and you're running around and pushing up and doing all kinds of stuff. Like energy is a hot resource, so you get three well, meals a day. Every one of those meals is accompanied by a Ricky Rocket. It it helps keep you moving. And yeah, you know, there were a lot of people like, oh man, that's disgusting. I'm like, oh, this is this is mother's milk right here. This is this is how <laughs> this is how we're making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I can understand that. That's. That's how I live my life now. Not so yeah. much with the Ricky Rockets, but overall the the consumption of coffee. Yeah, it is I've, basically how it works. Yeah, I've often thought about you know I should you know because it's not healthy, it's not great. I mean, I'm not young. I probably shouldn't be sucking down that much coffee in the morning. I mean, I can't get like regular coffee through a drive-through. Like if we go to Starbucks, it's a mocha oh, yeah. frappuccino because sure. it, you know it doesn't require alteration. When it's cold out. You know, I like to get a mocha from Starbucks, but that's a mocha from Starbucks with like eight to 12 sugar in the raw packets in it. I'm not dealing with that in the drive through situation. Absolutely not. Yeah. 